Welcome to Aesthetics Mastery, the podcast to help you thrive and raise the bar in your aesthetics practice. I'm Dr. Adam Chong, GP, trainer and clinician at SkinViva and SkinViva Training. And I'm very happy to once again welcome Dr. Ahmed El Husseini. Welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. So for those of you that haven't listened to some of the previous shows, Ahmed is also a trainer and clinician here at SkinViva. And uh, you also work as an anaesthetist. I do, I do, and I still do. You still work? Yeah. (laughs) Excellent, good. So uh, how's your week been, Ahmed? It's been very well, thank you, Adam. Um, You've been training as usual? The usual. uh, I split my time 50% teaching and 50% uh, actual clinical uh, injection. Yes, oh, fantastic. Well, it's always great to have you on, Ahmed. As I said last time, you're you're a fountain of knowledge. Thank thank you, Adam. Um, For those of you that haven't listened, we actually covered... Uh, Botox, I think we talked about some of the more... We had a session with Botox. Some yeah. the advanced Botox things. Have, have you been on twice now or did we just do the No, this is we did the second time. Okay. Well, today we thought that we would cover uh, chins and uh, dermal filler in the chin. Now, what, why why is this a good topic to cover today, Ahmed? Um, actually, Adam, me, two weeks ago I had an interesting case and uh, things were really going well and I already had injected a, a client, a patient with... Uh, filler for her chin mm-hmm. she had a very small chin and she felt uh, it was lagging behind the rest of her face mm-hmm. and the first session went really well and I played it safe and I told her let's do things gradually over two stages and the second time again initially went, went well and then uh, as I finished started taking the p- pictures mm-hmm. I noticed something going on uh, I had a complication Oh, so well, thought, yeah. let's stop you there. We will uh, <laughs> we'll keep the tension for after. So I obviously very much want to hear about this complication. Absolutely. So let's lead up to that and just do the very basics of, of chin. Um, the, a bit about the anatomy, the blood supply, um, how we assess someone's chin, and then we can sure. hear about your complication, which has been dealt with successfully, I believe. Yes. Okay, so um, if we think about why clients come in asking for a chin treatment, or indeed if it's something that we identify, mm. what, what sort of clients uh, you know, tend to come in? What, what, what things are we looking for? Uh, I mean, it's certainly people are becoming more aware of their chins now. Uh, you know, they look at their faces, they see, you know, the upper face, mid face, lower face, and it's a, most girls want a really nice defined chin, mm. a, a narrow chin, and they're quite conscious of that. Some people, uh, don't like how they look from the side and they feel they've got a very receding chin. Yeah. So these are the kind of, you know, clients that come in. And it suits well with a a jawline treatment, obviously, because you want the jawline to seamlessly run to to the chin. So if that's all aligned, that's going to look better. Absolutely. And also with ageing, we know that the bones sort of recede with age, don't they? The atrophy. So what, what, how does that affect the chin when the bone atrophies? The bone atrophies and sometimes the muscle, you know, the, the metallus muscle mm-hmm. is, is still active okay. and that can cause the chin to start retracting upwards. Okay. And that can, again, make your skin around the chin appear dimpled. Dimpled, okay. Yeah, which uh, some people come and complain about. The, yeah. Another interesting point is some people uh, do actually come in uh, feel they don't like their nose or want lips and mm-hmm. are not aware that you know they actually their issue is the chin yeah so you, you'd probably assess that when you actually look from the side because it's not always evident from the front is it but if you look from the side so what you're saying is perhaps it might be um they're thinking their nose is too big yes the issue is is their chin is their that chin yes yeah okay so we're going to obviously assess from the front and from the side so while we're on that um there are, there are some simple ways you can assess someone's 
projection of the chin. So the, the few ways that I know of is one is to basically draw a vertical line from the clavella down. If you imagine a line down from the clavella directly downwards, then the chin should meet with that line. Yes. If it's significantly retracted, then perhaps yes. that's an indication. That's a straightforward way of looking at someone from the side and qu very quickly assessing whether you know, where does the chin sit in with the rest of the face? Yeah. The, the other methods I know is there's something called Steiner's line and there's Ricketts E-pass line or something. Yes. Um, but basically it is from the tip of the nose and if you draw a line sort of diagonally to meet the chin, yes. that line should be almost touching the lips. But if it doesn't then meet anywhere near the chin, then again, the chin might be quite retracted or is the chin over-projected? That, that's another one. Yes, absolutely. All of these are relevant, obviously, because that's uh, from the profile uh, view. Yes. Uh, last thing, actually, is the calipers. Um, I don't know how much you're using them at the moment. I, yes. they, you, I think it's a golden ratio, I believe, from base of the nose to the middle of the lips and middle of the lips to the bottom of the chin. Absolutely. Again, you would, uh, you would like to think to fit in, the, in that ratio. That golden ratio. Uh, yeah. Okay. And um, so that's a little bit about how we assess the chin. Um, Again, but there's this, there's also differences between a, a male chin and a female chin. Uh, absolutely, Adam, yeah. and uh, typically you would expect a, you would want a female chin to be the same as the width of a nose. Okay. Whereas a masculine chin, you would want it perhaps as wide as uh, the mouth, the corners of the mouth, corner of the mouth. Okay. So practically speaking, when we're injecting, we must take that into account. Absolutely. Um, and where we're putting the filler. Okay. Um, fine. So. How about anatomy then? So on a very basic level, um, can you talk us to the, the bones that we're dealing with here and possibly the, some of the muscles involved in that region? We Absolutely. just need an awareness. So of. obviously the bone is the mandible, mm -hmm. uh, which as, like you said, as part of the aging process, uh, it, it, it loses density and can get smaller and loses the support to the other tissues. And this can all lead to a smaller chin. Mm -hmm. um, next, you have the blood supply. Yeah. Uh, there's a mental foramen in the chin where yeah. with a mental artery yeah there's also the submental artery which is a branch of the facial the facial nerve okay yeah, it tends yeah. to run underneath the chin and goes up okay so you need to be aware of that mm -hmm. and closer to the mouth you have the inferior labial artery again that's a branch of the facial, facial which yeah. supplies the lower lip okay so these um, most of these arteries are going to run quite deep right? well the inferior labial i imagine is a bit more superficial yes but the, the mental comes out of that foramen, the, the, basically the little hole in the bone, yes. so that's quite deep where it emerges. Submental, I think that's deep Submental, well. it, 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 it's deep, it's a branch of the facial and then pops up in the, more or less in the center of the chin. Again, it, the variation in anatomy can be numerous, yeah. uh, it can be anywhere really. So that, you know, basic uh, precautions to minimize vascular occlusion. Whenever we put a needle in just imagine there may be an artery Absolutely. lying underneath your needle. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and then muscles. So we've talked about mentalis, which is the, obviously quite a meaty muscle here. It, yes. It's split up into two, two it's bellies? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got two bellies, um, which has implications uh, because uh, you can uh, put toxin in that muscle if you feel it's causing a lot of dimpling around the chin area. Okay. Uh, some people prefer to work with one injection in the middle. Some prefer to inject two just off, off midline. Yeah depending on how wide the muscle is. Okay. So that's a factor. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the other muscles, which I, in my uh, opinion, they're worth knowing about because of the potential risks of catching them with Botox. I have heard of a few cases where this has happened. So there's the DAO and the DLI. Absolutely. Again, uh, you know, the, 
these muscles affect you know the, the lips so you have to be very careful the dli is one that rotates the lower lip yes. downwards i believe so that is something if, if mentalis botox it was to spread up to that you will have an asymmetrical yeah yeah and the other muscle uh, that can sometimes pull uh, the corner of the mouth down is the dao yeah. the depressor angular oris yeah. it attaches to the modulus which is a point of attachment of a lot of muscles in the face uh-huh. so you have to be really careful you know it's not very forgiving yeah okay um so with with the mentalis botox we must have that, that in mind that Absolutely. it's not without its risks Absolutely. i think generally that's what we say that the lower face botox the 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 risks of catching other muscles is, is greater. High, yeah. If I think about side effects I've heard of or seen, it's usually from lower face rather than upper. Absolutely. Okay, so that, that's useful um, as a start for anatomy. Um, just talk me through what fillers we use and, and the general method that, that you've been using over the years. Um, again, uh, you have a choice of fillers. Uh, you know, again, it depends on what really you want to achieve. Is it, uh, are you trying to what you're trying to address is it a receding chin and you want to protrude the chin mm-hmm. uh, are you injecting down to bone so you need a thicker product like i.e voluma or are you tra- trying to replace volume loss because it's an uh, the corners of the mouth are downturned and you're trying to fill the marionette area yeah. so perhaps consider a softer product like volift okay again i particularly prefer the you know the vicross range mm-hmm. uh, you know why, why is that I just feel they're, they're very soft products. They integrate well with your own tissues. They last longer uh, and, you know, they're very moldable. These are all plus points for me. Yeah. Okay. Now, we've talked about the arteries being quite deep, but we actually tend to inject down to bone, don't we? We do. In this, the same fashion as cheeks that we're wanting to get that projection. Absolutely. Down from bone. Absolutely. Um, Again, you know, basic principles of injection, uh, you know, use as least volume you can get to get a result. And if you feel I'm not getting much with what I've injected, mm-hmm. perhaps the safest thing would be to do it at another at another stage. You don't have to just keep on injecting yeah. until you reach a, a point where it becomes unsafe. Yeah. Do you, do you know what the general sort of consensus is about how much you should put in in one time or is there not? Again, in a, in typically in a chin, I wouldn't want to give more than two syringes at one time. So yeah. Yeah, that would be my ceiling. And then if I feel I've not got a result, the safest thing would be to call it a day, come in a couple of weeks later and then we can certainly add more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess one thing we've not mentioned actually is is that there are allergan codes for chins now as well. Which, yes. So that depends on where you're wanting to get projection and change. So some of the codes deal with the mental crease. Yes. Um, and then some obviously affect anterior projection. Or downwards or projection. Downward projection. Sorting the marionette and the, the pregial the sulcus. Yeah. And all of that. Male, male chin versus female chin. All of these uh, yeah. factors so that's quite useful as, as a guide if, if you're not that familiar with treat, treating chin it maps the chin nicely and gives us a, a nice uh, strategy to approach a chin okay and your personal um approach do you use cannulas do you inject more superficially because i know some people talk about layering or do you like yeah. to just stick to, to the periosteum? I, I i i start with periosteum if if uh, someone is if it has a receding chin and i need to do a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, i start with definitely injection down to bone but then I may decide to do some layering with cannula work. Okay. And I think that, you know, combination. That yes. combination works well. Right. Great. Well, that, that should lead us nicely on to what happened with um, your client. So, so, can you tell us um, sort of what her initial 
presenting complaint was, okay. how you assessed her chin and then yeah. sort of what you rejected and what happened. Again, uh, typically like we assess anyone, she came to me, she youngish in her late 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was happy with everything, you know, she had a little bit of Botox before, she was happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then, but she felt that she has a small chin compared to the rest of her fa- face. And I did, I did a general as- assessment and I, I kind of agreed with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we wanted to keep things uh, not complicated. So we decided to go for one syringe only. Mm-hmm. And uh, we felt that perhaps give that time to settle and then she would come and rev- again for a review in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and if need more we can inject more so this to start with was one one syringe and was it to bring it forward or down 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 okay yeah she felt her chin was small okay and we injected mm-hmm. one syringe uh, in more than one point and we got a good result she left very pleased uh, I ref- then i reviewed her again six weeks later and she came back and she felt she would like some more she was really happy with the result but felt maybe we could do with some now she was happy with the, the downloads projection yeah. she felt maybe we could do some anterior projection okay and then i proceeded uh, in, injecting down to bone as well mm-hmm. uh, with another syringe uh, everything went well and then uh, i con- the, finished the procedure it looked well and then as i stood her up to take some pictures mm-hmm. uh, looking at the pictures not looking at her i felt there was an area that looked quite pale uh, and the color and it just didn't look right so this is really useful because this is obviously something that everyone fears mm. we talk about this so many times in the training school and um when you say pale did, did it start to appear bluish or is it a, a whiteness or it's it's a white white more if uh, white if okay. anything and it just didn't look right uh, Adam. it didn't look right okay. um it didn't feel right and i remember very well i just thought can you just like like back here and uh, just let me have another feel mm. and i did a cap refill yeah uh, it wasn't absent it was certainly sluggish but okay. what 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 re- what alarmed me was it was the left area of her chin uh-huh. but when i did the cap refill on the right chin the cap refill was very fast it's, you know it was almost one second mm. and then the other ear was delayed and okay. that that alarmed me so uh, i just massaged a bit i thought maybe it was just a little bit of a compression and i kept on massaging and actually it still it still looked pretty dusky by this stage so it was looking dusky it was looking dusky how how far like what was the margin of this this discoloration did it extend up to the up to the lip or was it just a very small no it it was you know uh, like a a one pound coin okay that that kind of uh, it wasn't it wasn't very demarcated Uh it was just an area if you like okay but definitely cap refill was sluggish sluggish okay uh, so what what did you do next? Again, uh, we are lucky here to be working in a clinic. I asked for help, mm-hmm. uh, and then I you know I reassured the patient because uh, again people can quickly get anxious uh, when something like this happens. I just reassured that you looked very calm actually because <laughs> I, I was there and I saw yeah. you. Yeah, you do your best, don't you? Yeah, um, I think that really helps the client. So that yeah. is really important, isn't it? Yeah. So again, we all know the protocol for an emergency reversal. I immediately got the emergency kit out. I got the highlays ready. I did the patch test. Okay. And then I continued on with the massage and then the warm compress. I just got a small towel, put mm-hmm. it under hot water mm-hmm. and just put it on that. And at this stage now, everything started to go red because of the hot towel. Yeah. Yet this area 
stay pale. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's, sorry, someone's phone. How <laughs> <Now> unprofessional. <laughs> okay, um, so the patch test, because this is controversial, and yes. I know not everyone recommends it, but we, we do here. We, yes. Just even in emergency situations, because we still believe that there is time. You don't have to reverse within seconds yes. and minutes. The tissues will remain ischemic. They're not going to necrose immediately. Yeah. We know there's the controversy about, you know, patch tests being falsely negative or possibly even inducing a delayed hypersensitivity reactions, but we still do them. Absolutely. So how long did you leave the patch test? I left it for about 20 minutes. Yeah, and you were happy? And I was happy uh, that there was no rea- uh, there was no, there was negative. There wasn't any reaction on forearm. So I was happy to proceed with the highlights. Can I ask you a really difficult question? Go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always want to know this myself. What would you have done at that point if there was a huge wheel on her arm for the highlights? You Good. personally, what would you Good. do? Good. Now, it, to me, the answer is very simple, Adam. Yeah. You know, what's 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 more risky, an an anaphylactic shock or an area that's going a little bit ischemic? Totally anaphylactic. And I, said, I'm, I will I, I will not treat. Okay. I will not use the highlays. And this is coming from underneath the test. So yes. that's good to hear. Yeah, and yeah. an anaphylactic shock, yeah. you know, is a life-threatening problem. It Absolutely. can quickly, quickly spiral out of control, leading to a possible, God forbid, cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. That's you need to be in a hospital. So, would you refer on to Maxvax plastics? Preferably an ANU that has plastics in it. Okay. Hence, you know, when I'm teaching foundation course, I always tell my delegates, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be aware of your local any that has cover plastics cover yeah. they will understand the issue okay. when you come and explain look i've got a, 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 and i've injected some filler and I, I i i have a suspicion that there's a vascular occlusion they will understand that so practically speaking because again this is something that comes up time and time again um would you take that patient to any and get them to refer or can would you try and speak to the max yourself? i mean you try to be as helpful as you can you know be i would definitely classify this as a medical emergency i I'd, I'd want to go with the patient if yeah, I could. I think I would as well. Uh, yeah, I would, I would. And I'll explain that to the doctor in A&E that, look, you know, we don't have much time. And, you know, the quicker we act, the better. Yeah. Okay. Right. So sorry for, for going off no, the no, tangent, no, but that's, I think that's quite an important yeah, thing that a lot of people think about. So going back to what you said, so you were happy with this high laser patch test. Yes. Great. What, what did you do next? And then again, you know, the, the basic thing that you do with the highlights, you want to flood the area with, with the, the highlights. I ha- obviously, I had a concentration, I concentrated, I think it Two was mils. three mils, 1,500. Okay. Yeah. Again, where, same point where I felt I went with the needle mm-hmm. and just proceeded to flood the area. I used, ne- I, I, I injected with the needle first. Okay. Uh, continued my massage, continued my warm compress. Yeah. Gave it aspirin. Yeah. And I waited. Again, um, learning points from this is after 15 minutes, I still felt the capillary refill wasn't the best mm-hmm. compared to the other side. So I repeated the highlights. And then after another 15 minutes, I still wasn't sure. At this time, I decided maybe I want to spread my highlights further and I used the cannula okay. to inject my highlights mm-hmm. because I felt I want to spread it over a lot of different uh, layers. Layers, okay. And um, at that, by the third high, after the third high lays, I was the area seemed, you know, pretty perfused, more perfused. More yeah. perfused. It was red. There certainly was no uh, redness. Uh, there was certain, there was no area that was pale. Yeah. Um, but they, I could. But what what I can remember is is just bru- the, the bruising started to come across quite evident. 
you think that was bruising from the initial injury? I don't know whether it's from the injury or or the fact that we're using hyalase, which remember the hyalase is going to break your own hyaluronic acid as well. Mm. So that may make tissues might become a bit more friable and friable, yeah, easily bruised. Okay. in terms of the artery that we think may have been affected, do we think it was an occlusion or a compression? Again, Adam, I, I, I you know, part or is of it speculation? It, but I, 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 maybe I feel, you know, I'm more inclined to believe that this was more a, a compression issue rather yeah. than a, a vasc- an intravascular issue because it didn't have a pattern. It was just a small area. So okay. I thought maybe maybe a, a capillary or just a compression. It's hard to tell. Mm. But, but this, this, this shouldn't is, affect your management. Yeah, it's still the same. But this is someone that you said has had three mils in total, was it? Two. This was the second one. But plus the first one. Yes. Okay, so three mils. So po- possibly compression, but we, we just don't know, do we? We don't know which artery. Mm. When you were initially going down with your hyalase, did you go down to periosteum? Or yes. Do you just allow it to permeate? Yes. You went down? Yeah, yeah. I went. I, went, I followed the same injection pattern that I would I did followed when I injected the filler okay a lot of people don't know how much to inject when they're putting hyalase in now we just generally say flood the area yeah how much did you actually use in again terms of mills? Did you, did you what, measure? Are you, what are you worried about you know you've done a patch test yeah then it's negative you've already started injecting hyalase mm-hmm. inject as much as you can okay and you you want to you want to make sure you cover all the area so from start to finish for you yeah. How long was it and how many mils did you use? So each time I diluted in three mils, so I injected three ampules of Hyalase, each 1,500. Okay. So I'm close to nine mils. Nine mils, right. Yeah. Um, Two with needle, one with cannula. Did, did that swell the chin? Did this chin start to feel very yes. tight? Yes, yes. certainly did look a bit swollen, but yeah. I knew it was swollen with, say, you know, because we dissolved it, we dissolved the Hyaluronidase in yeah. saline. Yeah. So it this definitely did look swollen, and then it started bruising. Yes, but the capillary felt was no. good all over. Great. Uh, so then, just to finish off, then how how was your clients? Did we know were they relaxed? What has there been any follow up? Again, re- yeah, I reassured the client all the time. Uh, you know, I followed up on a daily basis. Uh, you know, she was sending me pictures throughout, which I kept kept a record of. She was very pleased, and then you know the follow-up she came back a couple uh, you know later on and you know the area looked fine absolutely she's ready to have more okay that's great and i think your aftercare was was fantastic because i remember speaking yeah. to you the next day and she was sending you photos like absolutely. You so you person on a personal level were looking after her and that really counts for a lot doesn't it absolutely yeah um well thank you very much for sharing that so i think really adam useful. the message really is you know we're always taught that the chin is a safe area you know uh, as opposed to like the glabella where you know you have to be careful when you inject filler in yeah but this just shows you that the, nowhere there's, there's nowhere safe <laughs> yeah it, danger areas can be okay yeah. safe areas cannot be okay yes so you just have to be prepared prepared and and that's absolutely key and the, the more i mean these are very rare stories i think we still only had less than five cases in since the start of skin viva so yeah. how many tens of thousands of treatments but what I like about hearing these stories is by going through it bit by bit, you just get a sense of what people have used in terms of the volume and what actually happens step by step so that it, when it does happen, you just feel that a little bit more prepared. Absolutely. Psychologically, I think you just feel a bit more... Have a box of highly is not one. Yes. One, not, one ampoule may not be enough. 
So yeah, maybe that could be one of our take home messages yeah. as well. So no area is completely safe, so don't get too complacent and make sure you're well stocked up on highways yes. and know how to use it. Absolutely. Which hopefully um, from this podcast, you should have a bit of a better idea. And also there is another podcast that we recorded about um, an emergency reversal that Tim had to do recently. Yes. Um, so it's definitely worth having a listen to that if you haven't already. Well, great. Thank you again, Dr. Armin. It's Thank been a you, pleasure Adam. to have you on the show. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll get you back soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you.